Ebb and flow inspires persistence and determination during the rhythmical patterns of decline and regrowth in life. Each episode, I bring on an inspiring and influential voices who are here to help us stand strong and walk through the ebb moments of life and propel us to the peak of our health, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, so we can live our life in the flow, individually and collectively. This includes strategies, habits, routines, focus tricks, questions, and much more that we can use to live our life in the best way in order to maximize our service to others. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you're as excited for the Ebb and Flow podcast as I am, but to make sure you don't miss any episodes, subscribe now on any stream, check out YouTube, or visit SolomonEzra.com to learn more. Today, I brought back one of my previous guests from episode number nine, Howard Bones III. In our first conversation, we spoke about harnessing a holistic lifestyle. And today, we caught up to talk about CBD and developing an active lifestyle. I've been very interested in wanting to design my own workout plan and seeking different questions to consider with creating it. We speak about setting up not just a workout plan, but an active lifestyle and getting in tune with one's body. The goal is to live an active lifestyle that builds resiliency, Howard says, not to crush your body to its absolute limit. Setting up an active lifestyle takes an understanding of where you are physically in your life, what priorities you currently have, and most importantly, getting in tune with your real purpose for wanting to live a healthy lifestyle. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoy. (laughs) What's new? Um... Man, so started a CBD company um, in January, and so been spending more and more time kind of like building that brand, and that's going well. CBD is like hot right now, so yeah, I'm like trying to keep up with that and still, still, you know, stay organized with my training business. Um, but it's been fun. It's been a good time. Nice growth. Sometimes growth is good. Sometimes it comes faster than others. We got to learn to uh, join it. You always have a plan, obviously, going and you're like, oh, like, you know, it'll take this much time before this happens and this much time. But then, like, when you start something, things just happen organically. And sometimes they happen much faster than you think. And you just got to. I learned I learned a good uh, thing about that, how it's it's good to plan. We need to plan, but the plan never goes according to plan exactly so it's like you need to create or what is it uh design a vision but not design but not confined to it nice but um there's some things last time we spoke we really got to um you know get to know each other some more and talk a little bit about your business today i'd love to like talk a little bit more about actionable, actionable steps and how you walk through your clients to the success that they uh, go into. And we can get there, but I also love to talk a little bit about the, the CBD that you mentioned you got into recently and you started your own uh, business around it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like when it comes to health and wellness, like when you're thinking about it holistically, you understand that there's like a place for a lot of different methods uh, to achieve a particular goal. So um, I think we spoke a little bit last time about like my interest in like the nervous system and its importance in kind of 
keeping your body balanced and at homeostasis, if you mm -hmm. will. Um, so, you know, I, like I said, I was reading into, you know, the autonomic nervous system and how it affects your health and well-being and like relations between, you know, dysfunction in the nervous system and, you know, many of the preventable diseases that people experience and just kind of essentially understanding that like when you balance out your nervous system, you're going to be healthier human being your body's going to be able to do what it needs to do more efficiently. So whether it's bounce back from an injury or an illness um, or just, you know, go through its normal processes in an efficient way. Um, it's bouncing the nervous system is basically the ideal state as to where we want to be. Um, so in giving your, you know, giving your body the room to react appropriately to stress. Uh, so, you know, I started noticing a lot of nervous system issues with my clientele um, where, you know, it was difficult for me to help them with because I see them for an hour in a gym and, you know, I can give them all the advice um, I want as far as, you know, like mindfulness techniques and so on and so forth to help them uh, gain better control of their, you know, current state of being or their, their yeah. uh, system health. and. Um, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I this is kind of around the same time I was starting to do some like gardening and get into that. And it's kind of just, it all just came together. I started learning more, like, you know, I get into stuff. So when I do the gardening stuff and I'm like, Oh, there's different herbs that do different things. Like I wonder what they do. So I started looking into herbs and herbal actions and types of herbs and all that stuff and just gaining a better understanding of how herbs help support different, different parts of our body. Um, and CBD just so happened that it was just ideal for all the situations that like I wanted to help my clients with, like as far as like not getting enough sleep, having difficult difficulty falling asleep, um, being overly anxious, um, you know, just dealing with general stress, um, as and as well as uh, you know, just putting their body in a position to where it's going to be um, digesting better. Um, it's going to have like um, your, your brain's going to be able to uh, take in information in information better and uh, make those neuro, new neurological connections um, more efficiently. Uh, so it looked great. I mean, and I started using it yeah. myself. And, you know, a lot of people don't know that I still deal with anxiety, but um, anxiety was like a huge uh, issue for me uh, growing up. Um, until, you know, just actually a few years ago when I finally like understood that I was, that I had an anxiety issue and it wasn't just like the normal way that everyone lives. So, um, when I started taking CBD, I started realizing that like what it feels like to not be overly anxious. And I was like, Whoa, this is what it feels like to just to, to really live ex to, exactly to be in a social situation and not feel awkward or to like go give a speech on something that you care about and not feel like that terror, terror of like, you know, what are people going to be thinking about me, this, so on and so forth. So well, um, it was great. I mean, the science behind it is promising. I mean, it's, there's a reason why it's becoming big now. It's because like, there's really not a whole lot of arguments against it because it's only been shown to, to benefit people for the most part. So um, yeah, I started using my clients. 
they loved it, helped out with a lot of different things that, you know, the movements themselves wouldn't have like helped to correct. It was almost necessary to calm the nervous system so that they can get into these new ranges of motion, getting these new movements, start to understand movement better. Um, and, you know, clients that were having difficulty sleeping are sleeping better. So it's, it really took off. I mean, just through like word of mouth, people just very excited about it and like very happy about their experience with it. And um, yeah, so I call it, it's called the Well Vibes Organic. And uh, I, I basically just wanted to create a high quality CBD product that I would feel comfortable giving to my clients and you know, my family and people closest to me. So. Can you give like a little bit of a rundown of what exactly is CBD oil? Because uh, I mean, it can, it's easy to look up kind of what it is and how it helps, but I'm curious uh, what, what exactly it is and how it's different because it's, it's, it's healthier. It doesn't have the T uh, I just lost the THC in it. Yeah. So um, CBD is a class of compound called cannabinoids. Okay. And THC is a cannabinoid. Um, Each of the cannabinoids have different functions of how they interact with the body. Uh, THC is the psychoactive compound that people typically connect with cannabis or with marijuana um, as kind of having like the high effect or like the the negative effect that a lot of people look down on. Um, whereas there are other cannabinoids that are have therapeutic properties without the psychoactive effects in cannabis. And actually like researchers kind of stumbled into it because uh, the story goes that the research was actually being done to try to prove like how bad cannabis was for people. And then like through that, they kind of accidentally ran into understanding these therapeutic uh, cannabinoids like CB. CBD, there's like CBN, CBG, other ones, but CBD is definitely the primary uh, compound that that is abundant um, in, a, in different uh, hemp strains um, and our cannabis strains and uh, has like solid research behind it um, with its therapeutic uh, benefits. So the CBD oil, uh, basically, you know, you grow your, your industrial hemp plants right now industrial hemp is typically where people are getting uh, CBD from. And that just means that the plants themselves, when they're grown, the plants only contain less, they contain less than 0.3% of THC. So there's really no chance of getting high at all in these plants. So they're cannabis plants, but they're not the same as like marijuana plants where people typically think of. So they're different in that they're, you know, the compounds that, that, active in the plant are just much different, drastically different ratios. Um, so industrial hemp has a high ratio of like cannabinoids that are, they're used for therapeutic use and low, 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 low concentrations of like THC that are psychoactive, whereas marijuana is typically the opposite. Um, so all of our products are industrial hemp based um, cannabinoids. And even though they're grown uh, with extremely low THC content, um, there's an extra step that our manufacturer goes through to take the THC out of it while still being able to maintain um, all the other cannabinoids that are that are going to be available for for therapeutic uses. Um, so it's it's simplest form. It's just a it's a plant extract, basically. Don't we have our own cannabis oil? Can, cannabis oil, 
cannabinoid system. Yeah, so there's the body. endocannabinoid system um, that is kind of primarily responsible for uh, processes in the body that bring our body basically back to homeostasis. So like to that regulate areas of the body that may be dysfunctional. And for a lot of people, we don't realize it, um, but you know, our, it, we're definitely, our, our nervous system is not balanced typically. And we typically don't even think about our nervous system. And that's kind of probably why we, we typically deal with the imbalance so much because we, we pretend like it doesn't exist or we don't know. Um, but typically people don't understand that they have a control over how their nervous system is going to react to stimulus based off of like what they typically do, like kind of like how they typically react to situations. It's like training your body to react certain ways. So you can always train out of negative patterns or train into negative patterns. Um, The best thing to do is to be aware of the fact that that's going on in our body and that we have control over bringing that to balance. That's why mindfulness and things like that are so popular now uh, because those effects are very clear and the research is very clear. Um, So the uh, endocannabinoid system is basically going to help, its function is to help bring like these nervous system related issues back into balance. So there's no like um, overreaction from the nervous system essentially. So that's why it's so beneficial with helping with things like inflammation. Uh, inflammation is typically a response, like an immune response from your body uh, when your body feels like there's something wrong. Um, but sometimes our body does that when there's nothing wrong and that we have chronic inflammation. So this yeah. kind of helps um, reverse that chronic inflammation, helps um, the body balance out in regards to pain as well. Um, and then anxiety as well, because it's going to, um, balance out basically our perception of what is actually uh, a threat and what and what isn't basically. So it calms down the nervous system so it doesn't overreact to, to small things. For people with anxiety issues, essentially, their, their nervous system just reacts to a lot of different things, no matter if it's actually threatening or not. Um, so this helps balance that out. That's why I, I, I love it so much because it helps me with that. Is there a noticeable difference from you or your clients um, when they're not taking it? Like it's, it's not necessarily an addictive thing, but is, do they feel kind of more stressed when they're not taking it? Yeah. So you, the best way I can compare it to is like the effects of like coffee, right? People drink coffee for the reason of like being alert and focused. And so when you stop drinking coffee, you're not going to be as alert and focused as if when you're drinking the coffee necessarily, unless you're kind of taking a look holistically at your lifestyle and like using the coffee to help you get your lifestyle together rather than just like depending on the coffee. So it's rather than using it, you mean like rather than using it as, you know, your primary fuel source like if you don't have it you're screwed kind of thing right right it's it's coffee should be a should be a situational thing it's like sometimes you wake up and you might have felt like you did everything right but you're just still a little bit tired you might need coffee that's fine but you don't want coffee to become a thing where it's like i can't function in the morning without coffee basically because then then you're dependent on the coffee to give you energy 
and you're not supporting your body's actual processes to give me more energy. Yeah. Um, so CBD, you can think of it as it, it, it will really help support an active lifestyle. So that, that's, that's what I, how I like to explain it. I don't want people to think like, oh, I'm going to take CBD. It's the answer to all my problems. My thing is CBD is going to allow you to get into a more active lifestyle easier and maintain that active lifestyle so that your body is going to gain the benefit over a long period of time rather than just the amount of time that I'm actually taking the product. But you can just take the product and say a few hours go by and your body's going to, you're going to lose the effects of the CBD. Right. Um, so my, my thing is I want people to be taking this understanding CBD, understanding how it can help them take it as a supplement, but also emphasizing that like, Hey, also let's, let's start to move a little bit better, move a little bit more in different ranges of motion. Now that our nervous system's calm and your body's not as tense. Now we're able to push your training a little bit further and we're starting to like push our training so that your body's going to make these changes permanent rather than just depending on the CBD itself. Always so, so eventually the goal is to, to be able to get off of it. Yeah. Not, the goal is to be able to not take it and okay. still feel good. Like, okay, cool. you know, be able, like I can go a week and I still feel great because I've been doing my training, but if I still get stressed, I can still take my CBD. So it's a good, it's a good entryway to help relieve it while you're in the process of getting there naturally or it is a natural yeah. thing but even more natural that's the to me that's the best way to use cbd okay is, cool. is to use it in conjunction with like a healthy lifestyle it leads to my next uh, question because i tried it a friend of mine works for bluebird botanicals i don't know if you heard of that company I have not. No, in Colorado, he sent me a bunch of different samples to try. And so I, I would add the CBD oil. I had like less than, I don't know, 1% of THC. And I would add it to like my coffee. And at first, like I would feel really relaxed and I enjoyed it. But then after like a couple of weeks or something, then I started to feel kind of anxious with it. Really? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's, is there anything that, increases or decreases the effects on your body and maybe just be a time like kind of thing or other how other foods you're eating can affect it i mean every like everything you're doing could can can affect the effectiveness of it so like obviously if you're taking the same dose and you know you run into like a super stressful day versus a not so stressful day like the super stressful day you're still going to like it it's still gonna be a different degree of effectiveness than if you're not so stressed, I guess. So there's always a lot of factors that can control how this works. Generally, it helps calm it down. That's the best way to think about it. Um, and if it's increasing anxiety, it's not the CBD. The CBD is not going to increase anxiety itself. It could be something else. It could even be, so THC is actually connected to increasing anxiety in people that don't have any experience with THC. Um, so that's really one of the only, uh, cannabinoids that's associated with anxiety, um, that they found so far, but the way that CBD works, it like, it, it does the opposite of the anxiety effect. So it, like, it would never bring on more anxiety, I guess, that makes cool. Sense. Cool. um, the compound itself, but there's other things that yeah. it's nice getting a background and some more information about it. Sure. So. 
with that, like you said, it's, you use it also with your clients eventually. Can we walk through kind of like how you set up a plan will go with your different clients or even if somebody's listening and is wanting to learn or kind of start it on their own, what are some maybe action steps and commitments to really make, uh, whether it's, you know, wanting to try CBD or more so, uh, one thing I'm really interested in is wanting to create my own uh, workout plan. So what kind of stuff can we address? Like first, whether, you know, making the commitment to living a healthier lifestyle. And then number two, like setting up, you know, everything from setting up from the commitment to like the daily kind of, all right, this day I'm going to work out, um, um, you know, full body kind of workout. And then the next day I'll do yoga and how everything kind of break it, break it down. Okay. Uh, so the first thing is getting understanding of where you're at and like realistically. So like think of, you know, just say, I'm just taking just, anybody um when's the last time you worked out like a lot of people feel like they can do a lot because mentally they can but like the last time they worked out was like years ago so i know that physically it's not smart to try to like crush yourself at that point even yeah. though you might be you're, you're going to be really motivated in the beginning because it's like like you know what i'm going to make a change i'm motivated in the beginning yeah. um so a lot of times people like to use that energy to like hop in like I'm gonna crush it I'm gonna lose this as fast as possible so on and so forth so my biggest thing in the beginning is like if it's been a while understand that you cannot um can't rush it okay right you can't rush it um and you got to be smart about it so that you have the ability to make this a consistent thing uh so in the beginning for me it's all about consistency and moving in different um different ways different directions um, and testing your limits as to like flexibility. So typically I'll, I'll focus on mobility and work capacity in the beginning. Um, so identifying the areas of my body that I know are like really restricting um, and challenging those ranges of motion. Uh, because when you work on like the weakest link, it's going to improve the entire system. Um, and, you know, after that, starting to get into um, you know, some of the, the fundamental patterns, like, you know, looking at the squatting, looking at the hinging, um, looking at the reaching, the, the pulling, the pressing, um, you know, whether that's vertical, horizontal. Um, so give you an example, vertical, horizontal, like say like a push up being horizontal, vertical would be like a, a shoulder press. Um, so I'm looking at like directions as well. Just, just trying to get as much stimulus in these different directions as I can and try to understand what my, the feedback from my, my body, like what's my body telling me when I do, you know, an overhead press first, a chest press, like is my body telling me that it's difficult for my arms to go overhead. Okay. Then I need to work on figuring out why it's difficult for my arms to go overhead. What stretches do I need to do to kind of balance out that dysfunction? So in the beginning, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm doing a variety of things so that I can understand what the limitations are. Cause it's, there's always going to get a point where like somebody does something and they're like, Whoa, that's hard to do. Whoa. I don't know why my arm won't go that direction. Yeah. Right. Kind of like mentally writing it down or actually like writing it down and keeping a journal of like, what are those small things that I, I, I know are an issue. 
and how can I work on them to make them not an issue? Because when you can turn those things um, into strengths, then like you're just going to be a lot stronger. You're going to be able to do a lot more than even you, you think you can do. So, um, but as far as I, I just want to, I want to think about consistency in, in developing a relationship with myself where I, I know, like I tell myself, I'm going to do this tomorrow and I do it. Like, so like, it's a, it's a, it's almost separate from like a physical, like what do I actually need to do with the gym thing? In the beginning, I'm thinking about like mentally how, like, how can I develop this routine of telling myself I'm going to go here and do this and actually doing it? Like, what is it going to take for me to, to develop consistency in the beginning? Maybe that means my workouts are only 30 minutes. Maybe that means I'm doing low, low level training. Maybe I'm just like walking on the treadmill or something. It depends on the training level of the person. Um, but to me, the most important thing is that you get into the habit of going to the space that you're committing to spending time at and making it a priority, you know, scheduling it in your calendar, um, actually doing it, actually dealing with the temptations of like, you knowing you want to go get a workout in, but your friends are telling you to come meet them out. Like, how are you going to deal with that situation? Yeah. Like, focusing on mentally being able to have those conversations and say like, I have a commitment to this. It's important to me. So like that mental warfare is important to do first. Otherwise it's going to be so easy to fall off. Do you then for, for some people like myself, like it helps like, and I can really stay um, consistent and make those decisions like to not go out or something like that. If I have kind of a plan, like a, not just a daily kind of routine, but like uh, a three month, you know, kind of workout routine, do you set that up as well, like beforehand and sit down and really schedule it out? Or is it more weekly, monthly basis? Um, it's more, it's more a weekly basis. So if someone asked me for that, I would, I would do it for them, I guess at this point. Um, I, the way I work now, I have like a general idea of where I want to go with people. Hmm. And I have clients that are just going to be my clients, like, indefinitely you know what I mean so um I'm always I always have a I have a, a long-term goal but we just talk about like goals like you have a plan and then like you're, you get off a plan that's typically what happens with me with training is because day-to-day people are going to come in and they're going to be feeling different so I have a general plan of like say this person like oh, I want to build stability and lean muscle mass in their body so I know my sets and rep schemes, I'm going to be hanging out, maybe in higher sets and rep schemes, maybe I'm going to be using things like kettlebells or something that's going to help challenge their stability a little bit more um, while not sacrificing their mobility. Um, so maybe that's my kind of overarching theme for them is to get them proficient in kettlebells, you know, depending on what I determine that is. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, if they come in and they tell me that they're exhausted and they like, had three things yesterday, then I might do just a full body weight workout. That explains a lot because it sounds like you kind of have a general idea of what we're going to work on today, but then you really are leaving it to how that person is feeling. So then, so you don't necessarily, I, I like that approach and that you don't necessarily have exactly, you know, what's going to be done, like the exact exercises, but you generally still target the same movements but just a lighter, maybe lighter weight or a more uh, ease, 
in working out and right. feeling more stressed and so okay. I like I so I always I always want them to feel challenged. Challenged is the key for me. Yeah. Like I don't I don't care about if somebody like leaves and they're like crushed or something like that. I want them just to to feel like they've reached a point where they're being challenged and they're kind of having to push. They're having to push right. Yeah. They're having to work. They're having to like get in their head and like work this thing out. Um, but there's a difference between that to me and then you know like them crawling on the ground and saying like, I can't do another one. I'm just telling them to do another one. So like, um, I'm always thinking what an, what's an appropriate, um, stimulus or what's the appropriate amount of stress to put on someone. And I just, I take into account people's like daily state now much, much more because I know that like what they're doing outside of Right. So if someone's like, you know, sometimes I have a client come in and I can tell right away that that client is extremely stressed just, just by like, yeah, how they interact, they're interacting with me. Um, and I notice that when people are usually really stressed, typically people have responses physically in their body as well. So they have more of a challenge with, um, mobility in different areas, depending on what their response might be. Like right. I know people that they're very stressed and they start shrugging their shoulders all the time. And it just becomes like a normal thing because they're, they're like, even though I'm training them, they're constantly thinking about whatever is stressing them out. So in situations like that, I would want to give them a workout, but maybe I'm like, okay, I want it to be hard, but body weight and slower. So they're kind of forced to like be more mindful of the exercise and they're not going to be like, I'm not going to be like j hyping them up, jacking them up. And then like, you know, having them get in an overly aggressive state. Cause I almost feel like that could, that could be worse for the person's well-being at that point in time. So I, I want my clients to leave every day that I'm with them to feel feeling better. Like than when they walked in. So even though I have that huge goal of like gaining lead muscle mass, in the grand scheme of things, it's more important for me that my client have like a, be in a healthier state of mind when they leave than it is to know that they might get a little bit more lean muscle. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That was very nice. I'm curious, how do you really decide uh, ahead of time? I mean, it sounds more like a day-to-day -day kind of basis, but do you take into consideration like maybe client A has a family and she's a CEO versus you know, somebody that's has more flexibility during the time that affects the different kind of workouts. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, I take that in consideration when, as I'm you know, trying different plans and then I usually will stick to it, but if it's now it's bringing more attention to, you know, maybe if I'm feeling a little off, not pushing as hard or doing less reps and being okay with that. Exactly. Being okay. Like you don't, always have to like push it to the absolute limit when you're when you're going and you're moving like you're, you're just you're going you're exercising you're moving you also have you also want to get more in tune with like listening to your body and, and kind of building like a relationship between the signals that your body gives understanding when you feel good understanding when you might not feel as good um and making the smart decisions like you're saying like the, the goal is that you live an active lifestyle yeah. The goal is not, that's to me, the goal is not like every day I want to crush my body to its absolute limit. My goal is I want to build a lifestyle that I know is going to build resiliency 
So I, as I age, I get older, I maintain my range of motion. I maintain an adequate amount of strength and, you know, lean muscle mass, if you will, so that I don't feel that rapid deterioration that could occur if I'm just kind of letting my body go or if I'm not paying attention to problem areas or signals in my body when my body is trying to communicate with me. So if I'm, if I'm going for like a, a competitive but active lifestyle, you know, kind of like you and I are at, and I'm looking for different online programs to try to adopt or to take in different pieces from, what kind of questions can I ask myself in addition to, all right, what's really going on in my life right now? Can I afford more time to train? Can I afford more energy to train harder? Is there anything really to to ask oneself uh, before jumping into it so then they can sustain that that commitment early on like you were saying earlier people we get really excited about like the first week like yeah I'm gonna crush it I'm, I'm about to do a new workout plan but it's being able to sustain that past week two because that's usually where it gets pretty hard at the end of week one mm -hmm. uh, any kind of like you know questions to ask my oneself while if somebody's a a routine or a um, a regimented, regimented kind of person like myself, like I want to sit down and, all right, I'm going to do this six-week program and mm -hmm. while I'm also taking care of my body because, you know, I want to spend a little bit more time with my family and building this other kind of business and et cetera. Yeah, so I guess the question I would have is what – what is your like what is your goal like what like what is your goal in training you know like if you're if it's more of a competitive like some people's goal is i want to compete in a bodybuilding competition like what i'm telling you now is really not going to fly with somebody that's like getting in, in shape for bodybuilding because they just have to be like that's the number one thing is the look so they are yeah. focusing on the look and they have to focus on some different things. And that's, that's fine. It just depends. So that's the number one thing is like, what do I want? And what are my expectations like going into this? Like, what do I want to get out of it? You know, like, is it a certain amount of what of weight I want to lose maybe over a certain amount of time? Maybe it's not weight. Maybe it has to do with like clothes that fit. Maybe you have an outfit that you want to get into, maybe something like that. Um, and the, the, the deeper you can make that, the better, you know, to give you an example, if you say, I want to get in shape for summer vacation after summer vacation, your motivation is going to be gone. Right. If you say, I want to stay in shape so that I can be a good role model for my children, that's going to be a much more sustained motivator than something that's going to have a hard stop. Because even though you're, you're going to fall off the wagon, regardless if you know, with every, at some point, that's just, what people do um to what degree i don't know <clears throat> but your motivation will always help you kind of like give you that motivation to get back on the wagon like if i know i'm doing it for my kids even if i have a month off i can get back and i'm seeing my kids every day and i'm like man am i really staying true to what i you know what i promised myself how can i get back into it if you know we talked about if you go on vacation it's like i went on vacation that was my motivation vacation's over so what do I do now kind of thing? Like, you know, okay. uh, so really, really trying to understand the reasons why you're doing something um, and understanding 
that short-term goals are going to have short-term results. So you can have a short-term goal, but just also make sure you have like a longer-term goal as well. Maybe your short-term goal is to get quote unquote ripped for vacation. So you have a certain training regimen. And then afterwards, maybe you're like, all right, I still want to be in shape functionally. So when I get older, I won't lose my, you know, ability to enjoy life. That might be a different training um, style, you know, afterwards, but you still kind of have something that's keeping you going. So um, making sure you just sort out your motivations and understanding what you want to get out of it. And, and, and question, and that goes along with kind of seeing what's going on in one's life at that time too. Yeah. Definitely. Cause uh, you gotta, you, you know, you're going to have to, once you can identify what it is you want to do, you know, once I identify, I want to get on this six week bodybuilding plan because I want to compete. I have to look at my schedule now and see, you know, what, what, how am I going to prioritize all these different things in my life and how am I going to fit this in there and, and schedule it. I mean, scheduling your training is one of the biggest things you can do. It's scheduled. Kind of it gets you, done, yeah. You know, yeah. Cause it's just, it's saying that you're making it a priority. You know, if you don't put it in your schedule and make it almost make it the same as if I were having a meeting at work, it has to be like, you know, I have to have the same uh, commitment level. Um, <clears throat> then you're just not going to, then you're not going to miss it. You see it, you have a feeling like this is something I'm not going to get rid of unless something drastic happens or, yeah. you know, um, yeah. So nice. That helps a lot. What, um, in, in your work in like the training and with your clients, what, what do you think produces the highest kind of ratio of success as far as getting to their goals and uh, satisfaction for the amount of time spent? So it's like, even if it's a new question, I kind of uh, come across from a, a book that I've been reading, but it's like, even if you spend like 10 seconds or a few minutes on it, uh, an idea or a deeper connection may spring forth and it leads to um, huge value. So it's like if maybe noticing in someone that there may be higher stress and it's just having a deeper conversation with them, any, any small thing that you think really leads to the, that produces that higher ratio of success and satisfaction in training? Yeah. Um, so I like, I like personal training because it is personal and the, the bigger connection you can make with someone and no, that's right. And you can, that you can start to actually understand like the other person and like that relationship is, is highly motivating for both, both parties. Right. So if I'm building a relationship and I have a friend now that I'm training, like I'm going to do my best. And if someone knows that they're coming to see a friend to help them with their health, they're going to be also be more motivated because they're going to see a friend. They're not just going to be like told what to do. So to me, the better I'm able to kind of like let my guard down and, and have my client let their guard down and like just get on, on, on the, the same level as like, Hey, I know this is, this is where you're at, but I'm just going to help you get here. And it might, it might take a little bit of time. We might go some different like routes that you, you might not be thinking is the, um, the way to go necessarily, but that trust building the trust is you know when my clients have trust me that i'm going to come like ready to help them um in different ways in the best way i can um, and then i can trust them to to show up regularly um that's what leads to success like it doesn't 
period. You know, it doesn't matter how, how athletic an individual is when they come see me, that really makes no difference. Um, it really is the connection that I'm, I'm able to make with someone um, and the trust between people. Awesome. I like that. A lot. I agree. It's being able to connect and be vulnerable just helps relate, build relationships and help people want to work together. Definitely. Last time, last time, you know, you got to express your different gift that you'd like to share. Um, I don't believe, I don't remember exactly, but do you have any kind of um, tips or advice you'd give to somebody my age looking to get into coaching or wanting to start their own kind of training and any kind of advice? Um, my advice would be to start off in some type of like body weight um, program and, you know, find a program that is diverse in the different movement patterns and that makes a point to um, teach technique. Um, and, and start body weight and kind of build your, your work capacity there. Cause I think, I think, you know, starting up body weight and I did, I, I didn't start my training career at body weight and I'm like, now I'm doing much more body weight and I'm seeing like yeah. huge benefits of it. Um, but it, it gives you a truer under connection with your body basically and what's, what it's able to do. And once you're, you establish those like motor, motor, uh, connections, um, body weight it just makes everything easier moving forward and easier for you to understand how to get into good positions and techniques and things like that um, and body weight will typically at some point expose your weakness in a way that's not going to be dangerous so instead of like trying to do some crazy movements and finding out the wrong way that like oh maybe i wasn't ready for this because i'm adding all that, that extra load um body weight always ins typically ensures that things are going to be self-limiting. So if like, if you're not able to do it, you're not able to do it. It's going to be harder to like push past that point to injury. Um, you know, unless you're doing something really dynamic. So, um, start off body weight, try to understand movement and really like be in tune with the movements that you're doing. Um, yeah. and that will, that will reap benefits. Have you tried any, um, online programs that are good body weight ones I've done like, uh, and had previously, uh, on the show, uh, Kyle Kingsbury and John Wolf from on it. And they had a really good body weight program. Have you tried any other than creating some? Yeah. On it has great body weight. Uh, Viking, uh, so biking ninja is, um, a training system that I highly recommend in it. Um, so there's Viking Ninja body weight that just focus on just just body weight movements um, and a lot of different different body weight movements in interesting ways and makes it really fun. Um, I use the Steel Mace a lot. Um, you've probably seen it in some videos. Um, and so uh, Viking Ninja has <laughs> Steel Mace side of things, um, and they you know work a lot with kettlebells and other unconventional um, exercise tools. They have like Viking Ninja striking. That's more of like a martial arts based uh, movements. Um, but they do a great job of um, kind of setting up uh, systematically how to progress through movements, explaining, you know, the benefits of movements and explaining what to do, what not to do, so on and so forth. You can follow uh, Viking Ninja on Instagram. Um, and to find them, it's at VKNJA. 
Um, and then there's a bunch of uh, other accounts for their specific uh, tools. So there's BKNJA Bodyweight, um, Steel Mace, so on and so forth. So oh, they have a separate uh, definitely page. check out Viking Ninja. Um, go to a workshop. What's that? They have a separate Instagram for like the body weight or whatnot, or is there like a website? Yeah. So they have, yeah. So their main website is VikingNinja.com. So VKNJA.com. Um, and then if you follow Viking Ninja on Instagram, it'll have all their other sites, all their other accounts listed. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Thanks for coming back on the show, man. It's nice to connect again. Definitely, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it's always a, like a good show so good just kind of chatting chatting and just talking about kind of progressing the industry you know how else uh can people get a hold of you other than listening to this the, our first episode um so you can check out my um well vibes organic cbd uh, business at wellvibesorganic.com um wellvibesorganic at gmail.com is email if you ever want to email me about anything related to cbd um you know i have uh at body by bowens um on instagram and then at wellvibesorganic on instagram as well so um all kinds of ways to send awesome. me a message um but yeah i'd love to love to get any any type of questions or, or anything like that um, i'm open to it well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to these wonderful gifts, which I hope have brought you some great value. We have many more guests to come and gifts pour over this world. And don't forget, if you have enjoyed any of these episodes or would like to hear some more, please leave me a review on Apple or Anchor Podcast or that little star on Outcast. I'm always looking for topics to learn and talk about, gifts to share, and value to bring to us all. For more updates, check out SolomonEzra.com. You can also sign up for my newsletter about new podcasts and blogs.